Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's podcast, we are chatting about some mindset work. Perfect. I love me some mindset. Me too. I mean, I've said this a lot. You and I have talked about this a lot over the last year on um, on the podcast and in Fitchix Academy. And it's mm-hmm. just so insane how you know, we spend so much time working on our fitness and nutrition and our, our wellness, but we tend to forget about the mindset work. And the mindset work, I believe, and I know you believe, is the most important piece. Oh, yeah. I think it's more important than anything else. Like if I, if I have like limited time in the day, I would rather do meditation than work out just because even though working out like fills me up in a different way, meditation for me, like getting into the right mindset and the right space in my brain is more important than anything else so that I can be productive and I can be all the things that I want to be in the day. Completely. And I, and everything else really like is born from the mindset, right? Like you can, it doesn't matter if you're eating well and you're like, or well, that does matter too. But like, if you're doing all those things, but you f- you're feeling super negative about yourself and your life, you know, you're spending all this time on the outside wellness, but you're not spending time on the inside wellness. Or yeah. if you feel like you can't stick to your fitness and nutrition plan, or you can't build your business, or you can't, you know, have the relationship you want. It all really boils down to the way we think about things, the way we, per- we perceive things, the way we process things. So it's like, if you can get your mindset right, it's easier to work through all those other things. 100%. Get your brain in check, get everything else in check. Yeah, yeah. So the what I really want to kind of talk about today, I actually sent out an email earlier this month to our database and it was all about regret. <laughs> and I wanted to kind of chat about this because I see this so much and I don't know if it's the age group that we're in right now. Like I'm in my last year of my 30s. Amanda's in the first year of her 40s. I have to put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> why why do you have to say that no but it's such a cool time I think because we are kind of in this we have a lot of people in our lives that are older than us and a lot of people who are younger than us so it's kind of like we're in this middle phase where we're seeing like so many different walks of lives and so many different approaches mm-hmm. but also the one thing I'm noticing more and more at this kind of in between time is I keep hearing this is that people feeling like I wish I would have done this with my life mm-hmm And it's either saying like, I wish I would have traveled more. I wish I would have built my business. I wish I would have taken more control of my health earlier on. And so I wrote this email all about the idea of like, you know, like failure doesn't suck. You know, what sucks is regret. Yeah. So I want us to talk about that today. Like the whole idea of like, why don't we go after the things that we want to go after? And why don't we listen to this voice, especially as women, this voice within us that is telling us that we want to pursue these things? Like, why are we, why are we talking ourselves out of doing the things that we want to do? So I, think there's a, I have a couple of thoughts. On yeah. That. I want, I want us to jump into that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, I mean, I think the first thing and the biggest thing is fear. It's this fear that like, I'm going to do it and people are going to not believe in me. They're going to laugh at me. They're not going to support me or I'm going to suck at it. And I, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like whether it is like, even if it is like weight loss, like, so let's just use that as an example. So it's weight loss and I'm going to, okay, 
I'm finally going to take control of my health and I'm going to like start following a meal plan or a fitness plan and I'm going to start getting into it. And then the fear is, but what if I don't lose the weight or what if I don't lose the 10 pounds in 30 days, like the program promised Then I'm a failure. Or what if my partner thinks, Oh, this is stupid or they don't believe in me. And they're like, Oh, why even bother money on that? You're going to, you know, you're just going to fall off the wagon in five days anyways, like you always do. And they start making, giving you these false patterns of belief and like reminding you of like past, you know, your history and making that your present. And I think the fear is that like, you're not going to be able to be successful. And so then you just get stuck in this cycle of, well, I, I'm too far gone. It sucks. I suck. Forget it. I think that's like the number one thing why people don't take action. I think so too. But I also think that even taking it like a level even deeper. And I mean, we've been working for with women now for over 10 years, like women, like either training them to transform their bodies or helping them to certifying them becoming fitness, nutrition, health coaches. So we have seen so many different levels of resistance whether it be with changing your lifestyle or whether it be going after the career you love. And the one thing I think it goes even a level deeper of feeling like the fear, I think it's the worry of not even being scared themselves. It's this fear of what other people think. Yeah. The judgment side. As women, I think we are, the majority of us are people pleasers. Like there is very few women who are like, I don't give a crap what my kids think. I don't give a crap what my husband thinks. I don't give a crap what Susie down the street thinks. Do you know what I mean though? Like in all reality, we are so worried. And even so, you know, on Instagram before you post something, is so-and-so going to think my food looks gross? You know what I mean? Like we're, there's this outside, we want this outside approval of what we're doing. And I think what ends up happening when we do that, when we give away our power, essentially, we're letting other people decide what's best for us. And then we live with regret. And that's the thing like I'm so afraid of in my own life because I've done it myself and I still have done it recently. And I'll tell some stories about that. But like, that's the thing that I'm worried. And I want to talk about this because I don't want other women to give that power away. You know what I mean? Like to give that because we, we believe that all these people, and a lot of times it's people we don't even know, know what's best for us. Yeah. And we don't trust our own, what our own voice is saying or what our own gut is saying. So in the email too, what I was talking about regret, I was talking a lot about, you know, when I was in high school, I felt like calling that I want to work in nutrition and I want to be a nutritionist, even when I was like 17. And I told my dad, and we talked about this a lot in the podcast between fitness yeah. or nutrition. Um, you know, my dad saying like working in this field is basically like, you're not going to have a job doing this. You're not going to make any money. And especially for our younger women, when we're like, for anyone who's younger, you don't have the skill set yet developed. You have a lot of insecurities, right? And you're like, okay, well, obviously my, my parents know what's best for me. And I want to be very honest with you guys. Like I have never really listened to my parents. Amanda and I, both of us have never listened to our parents. We <laughs> haven't. No. We haven't. No, we haven't. I, mean, I moved out at 16. You moved out at 17. Like we literally have never really, we've never paid attention to their guidance. So we've never really like allowed it to, but they never really gave guidance. And that's the other thing too. Like I'm, I love my parents. You love your parents. We're not dissing our parents, but from a very young age, we had, it wasn't that we were rebellious, even though when we were 16, we did, um, we did tell each other's parents that we were going to Dominican <laughs> with the other person's parents and we bought our own tickets. And then finally our parents found out that we, we were going just the two of us. And they're like, you are not going to. And we talked our way into it. Yeah. Like, we're, we're like, like no, we have to. 
I remember my dad even gave us money to go because he's like, you, what do you mean you don't have any money? I'm like, it's all inclusive. He's like, well, you need to have some money on you. I'm like, we have none. We spent it all on our tickets. So remember he gave us money and we use it at the casino. But if you're listening to this right now, would you let your 16 year old daughters go to Mexico or go to, sorry, Dominican Republic by themselves to an all inclusive? We weren't even legal to drink. And of course we were drinking while we were there, but we literally, we, we, we bought the tickets cause we were always so independent. And that's one thing though, even looking back at that time, that's what I love about you and I, and I still this day with our business is that like the, even though there is a part of us that yes, and through the story, I'm going to tell people about how I trusted other people's opinions of what I should do with my life. But you and I always knew what we wanted to do and we were still going to go after it. Even though sometimes it took a detour, but it was like, we want to go on that trip. We're like, we're, we're going on this trip. We're figuring it out. But it's like, even so when we were younger, like I just didn't, my parents never really gave me guidance in my life. They never were like, you know, you should do this. They would sometimes jump in and tell me what I shouldn't be doing. But there was never like, a, let's sit down and talk about life. Like, what do you want to pursue? And so when I oh, turned, gosh. like when I graduated high school, I was like, peace, I'm out of here. And I left and I moved to Alberta and I never came back. So like, I still am very close to my parents. I love them, but it was just something for me. I, and this sounds terrible to say, but I always felt like they didn't really know what they were talking about. Like they would try to tell me stuff and I was like, okay, that doesn't really make sense. But yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I was just like, I do. I do. Cause I feel the same way. Like my dad would always try to tell me that he knew better than me. I still remember his favorite quote to me always when I was younger was I've forgotten more than you'll ever know in life. So you better start believing what I say. And I was always like, mm, nah, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Nah. Well, and also I, I, I just, I was like, we're very different and we like think differently and like we see the world differently and like, you know, it's, there's no way that, that what you're saying is true. Like, but you, you and I also, no. And I also found that you and I, from a very young age, we were very aware. And my mom used to even say this to me as a little kid, she'd be like, you would leave and your sister would be bawling her eyes out. Like, mom, come back. And I would be standing at the door. I'd be like, bye mom. I'll see you soon. Like I always was very aware of like what other people were like doing. And I knew even when my parents were splitting up, for example, like they were trying to hide it. I was confronting them. I knew things were going on. They're like, you're too young to handle this. I was like, don't treat me like I'm so talk to me like a real human being. Like I was 13. You know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. I always had this different kind of side to me. And I know you did too. Cause I mean, we grew up together. Yeah. But like, it was just very interesting. So I always kind of had that confidence in myself to kind of go after my own things, but I still trusted what other people thought of me, like told me at times. So when my dad told me this about not becoming a nutritionist, I was like, fine, I won't. Yeah. The one time I decided to listen to him <laughs> and I moved away. And later on, I went back to school for business and then come full circle. I end up opening this business with you and we've, the rest is history. We've had this amazing journey. We have huge goals ahead of ourselves. And you know, my parents now are like, Oh my gosh, it's so great what you're doing, which I'm very proud for their support. But what killed me during that time was that I, I knew in my heart what was true. And I let someone else's voice deter me from that. And that's yeah. what it pisses me off myself, but I get so fired up for other women because I see this happening every single day. Yeah. Online with our students in life. It's crazy. And yeah. it has to stop. It does. It absolutely has to stop. And you know, it's interesting. I just spoke at a conference recently and I was talking about this exact same thing. I was at the very end of the presentation. It was more, it was supposed to be about body positivity, but it was more about your mindset because it was like, if you don't 
if you don't understand where everything is coming from and if you don't understand your story and your connections and your mind connections and your, the stories that you're telling yourself, you'll never be able to, you'll take 10 steps forward and 20 steps backwards always. You'll never get to a place where you're just taking 10 steps forward and then having a little stutter here and there, but then continuing to continue to move forward. Right. And like, that was my whole premise about it. But the one thing I said at the end was like, you know, if I would have let throughout life, if I would have let like, the way that, you know, I perceive myself or the way that I thought others were going to perceive me in the industry get in the way, we would have never started Fit Chicks. No. I would have never spoke at that conference when I met Christmas Abbott. I would have never reached out to Jillian Michaels and done an interview with her. I would have never done any of those things if I would have let the idea of what other, how other people would perceive me get in the way of what my goals were, my dreams were, my dreams were to be able to build this business, right? And like to help make impact and to speak to people that I see as like my idols and the people that I look up to and that I look up to as mentors and things like that. So it's like, if you, if you let that happen and you let other people get in that way, whether they're vocalizing it or whether it's just what you perceive they're going to say of you or think of you, you'll always live in regret. But it's this whole idea too, I think so deeply of this distrust we have for ourselves, this distrust that we have, that we don't know enough. We don't have enough wisdom inside of us, our voice, because we don't have the degree someone else is smarter because, you know, I just don't feel comfortable with this, but I should. I should want to get married. I should want to have kids. I should, whatever it is, like whether it be in business or life or all these things that we get pushed. And then this voice inside of you is telling you something different. And like the only way I can describe it to you guys is for me. So for example, this happened to me recently and I'm like, I am a huge, like one of the, like my issues with my eating disorder, I went to therapy for it and they were talking to me about how, and I never had seen myself this way. They're like, you're a perfectionist. And I was like, no, I'm not. Cause I'm not like super detail oriented and all this stuff. They're like, no, you are, you're an overachiever and you're a perfectionist. So you push yourself so hard and you feel like you're never doing good enough. And part of that that's tied in, in that of course is other people's opinions of you. Yeah. So, and again, as females, we are brought up to very much be people pleasers, you know, um, like, you want people should like you. People should think you're, you're pretty. People should think you're this. It's all about what other people think. It's not about what you think, right? We're never taught like you should think this way. Yeah. But like part of that whole thing of being um, a people pleaser. So I've worked really hard over the last years that I try. I still care what other people think. Like if somebody I've gotten so much better, like if someone puts a negative comment, let's say on our social media, I'm like, you know what I mean? Whereas before I'd be like so gutted about it. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm like, you know what? Obviously, like if it is something that's constructive, I'll take it in. If it's just a troll being like, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're this. It's just like, I, to me, I don't need that. But if that was years ago, yeah. it would affect it. Ha- of course. Of course. I remember when people used to comment all the time on things and like, it would like bother me for like a week. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you even have the time to comment? <laughs> that's but, more my thoughts <laughs> but there's so many people out there now who it's like exactly like but they're so paralyzed by this idea and someone says one thing and it it ends your dream so like even for me so i've worked very hard on this people pleasing side so even recently yeah. i went to go get my wedding band and i walk into it was um graham who's now my husband it was a friend it's a family friend who owns a jewelry jewelry shop so that's where he got my engagement right so we went there to go and look for um, wedding bands. And I felt this kind of 
not owing to him, but because it was a family friend, because that's where the ring was. He was showing all the rings and I didn't really like any of them, but I was kind of like, and then Graham's like, okay, well, which one do you want? And Graham is not someone who's like, he wants to get things done and off the list. He's not like, let's sit here for two hours and like, think about this and whatever. So then I was kind of like in the moment. And then the guy's like, Oh, I really like this one on you. And he's like, you know, explaining all these things to me with the ring. And so I'm like, okay, fine. I'll take that one. And as soon as I left, I felt that feel like it's like, I can't even explain it. It's like a little bit of tightness in my chest that I get. Yeah. Almost in my chest and my gut. Like it's not, it's like just something feels uneasy and it's almost, it kind of travels between either like right in my chest, like I can't breathe or in my gut, something just feels like a little twinge, like almost like diarrhea feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I know that feeling. (laughs) And so I was just like, oh my gosh. And instead of before what I would have done, I would have taken the ring. I would have in silence, not like the ring. I would have gone whatever. Now I know my body. And as soon as I feel that something's off and I need to fix it, because I also know that that feeling will start as a little twinge and it will grow to be like almost a cancer and it will take over my body. It will take over my mindset. I will start becoming like, go back to old habits. And I just can tell. So right away I found another ring that I liked. I didn't go into a conversation about it with Graham. I found another ring I liked. I called the jeweler. I said, actually, I've changed my mind. I want this ring. Boom, boom, boom. Told Graham at the end. But I could see myself in that moment being pushed into a, a box that I didn't want to be in. And I knew it. Yeah. But think about that on a bigger scale for so many people out there who are like, you know, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to pursue my, my dream of becoming a fitness and nutrition coach. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. But- or I don't want to you know, um, I don't want to have to follow the same pattern that everybody does, which is like, you know, you finish high school, then you go to post-secondary, then you graduate, then you get married, then you have kids and then you live happily ever after. And like, that's the life that everyone kind of like says that you have to, even in like media and movies and everything, like you see it all the time. And it's like, you know, maybe you want to travel. And if that's what your heart's telling you, travel, like follow what your heart tells you. You have to, or else you will live in regret completely and I think it's so important it's like this is like my one and I'm so the statement I don't know why I can't get it out of my mind it's just like this whole thing of like don't let someone else think they know what's better for your life than you mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I just keep seeing and I see it so many times where it's like this idea of like you know oh Laura doesn't do that or Laura's like this or I'm like no, you don't like no I'm not I can be whatever I want to be you know what I mean like I think that's why I've so much my whole life kind of rebelled in a sense against against a lot of structure and a lot mm-hmm. of commitment because I don't want to feel like I'm pushed into some certain box do you know what I mean yeah no no I totally understand what you mean and I agree with you 100% and I think you know even when I look at my life it's like I don't feel like I've really had a lot of times where I've let somebody tell me what I should do. I feel like I've been very independent in my decision-making, but not like directly, but I've let outside people that don't even exist in my real day-to-day living influence my decisions, influence what it is that I want to do. So like with social media or things like that, where I'm like, Oh, like maybe I won't post this video because I don't like, will people judge me? Or maybe maybe I I shouldn't post so many pictures of my daughter because people say that I shouldn't because it's not safe or it's not a good idea or things like that. Like, you know what I mean? And it's interesting. I actually was just reading today um, a post by somebody that I follow and I love it. And she was talking about this whole idea of like how she's like, 
I've had over 2000 people not follow me anymore because they've reached out saying that they don't want to see what it is that I'm posting anymore. And she's like, and I say, good, goodbye. Because she's like, yeah, if I, she's like, this is a part of who I am. And this is what I choose. This is the, I want to share this because this is who I am. And this is a, like really interesting to me. And it's important to me. And like, if I didn't post it, then I would regret it because then I wouldn't be showing you the full story. Right. Completely. And that's the thing, guys. It's like, this is your story. So you've got to take control and write it the way that you want to write it. Don't let people dictate and tell you, oh, well, you shouldn't do this or you can't do this or like, don't post this or whatever, because this is like, it's your right and your choice to decide how you're going to show up in this lifetime. So you've got to make sure that you're following what your heart tells you and don't let like regret get in the way. Like, cause if you imagine like, if you actually, like if we listen to people, Laura, if we actually listen to people and never started fit chicks, like wh- what would you be doing today? What could you even- I don't even know. I don't like, even know. When we started our business and we had all the haters, the people coming out being like, you know, oh, are you sure you want to do that? You know, it's going to be really hard. Are you certain? Do you even know what you're doing? This and that. Like we had the people that were saying those things to us. I remember it. Friends, family. And like, it, I can't even imagine. Like I would probably be in a role that I was like, okay with. And I'd well, be like, okay with my life you know like I wouldn't be doing things that I feel so passionate about and that I feel like so fired up about the only thing is though is I know that within us that desire would be that voice would get so loud and this is the thing guys that I think that a lot of times that we don't realize is that little voice when it starts like you want to say in the wedding ring thing when it starts is that little tiny twinge yeah it will eventually get to the point where it is screaming so loud at you that you cannot do anything but make a change go after it it's the same thing as like by it yeah it's the same thing as like when you know or when for example like when you're wanting to make a health change let's say and you put it off and you put it off and you've been you know I need to do this I need to do this I need to do this you don't do it and then one day you get hit with a heart attack and you're like holy crap that's my wake up call now do you know what I mean like this is you can't run from yourself you can't run from that voice you can't run from your health you can't run from these things you have to you have to face them and you know, so I think for us, I think that we would still probably be doing something that would be, whether it be within a bigger company, it would still be something that would fill our souls. But it's just, I find it, I don't know, I find it right now that we're at this place where there's so much more openness in the world and women are sharing so much more about their real truth and their real dreams and their hopes, whereas for so long, and people can not believe in feminism or whatever people believe in, which to me doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It doesn't, but I do feel like women for even still to this day, like you look at most businesses, you look at our coaching group, how many men are on the stage and how many women? Well, even in our, even with our private coaching program, I'm the only female in our power group. So I'm saying like, if you look at the top big wigs, even there, it's five men and one woman, five men, like, Women make up 20% of the top levels of things, 20%. If you look at most businesses, it's still a boys club. It's still, and I find it for females, it's harder for women to start to, because we approach business differently. We approach life differently. Yes, gender equality, like we want to be seen as equals, but we do have to recognize we do approach things differently. And that's one thing I think through our programs, why we've been women's only 
because we want that support. We want women to feel strong and their voice to feel heard and build up that confidence so they can go and take it into the outside world too. Because I like it's it these conversations need to happen. And the more that women are talking about the stuff behind the scenes, like when women are saying now, like, you know what? Yeah, I love being a mom, but I love working just yeah. as much. And I don't yeah. want to be a stay-at-home mom. And that idea would make me want to like die. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's not what's good for some people. Whereas before you, you wouldn't be okay to say that. Oh no, I know. Can you imagine? Like, I mean, even the unconventional life that I have with my husband being the stay-at-home caregiver and me working full-time, it's like, I went back to work two weeks after Maddie was born. I was back online, not full-time, but I was back online working and getting back into it. And that to me was my decision because that two weeks that I was off, even though I had a newborn at home, I was like anxious. Yeah. It was not who, it was not like comfortable to me. It was like, I just know. And I knew that even before she was born, that like being a stay at home mom wasn't necessarily the thing that would, I love my daughter, like with all my heart and I love our moments together. And I love the time that we share together, but we have structured time that we share together every single day. And I honor that. And I love that time so much, but doing it all day, every day just is not who I am. And I know that. And I listen to that rather than letting, and anyone that's listening might be like, Oh, you know, they might not believe in that. And that's okay. That's your belief. But you have to, you have to know what you believe in and you have to follow your heart. And that's the only way to do it. Cause if I would have just said, I'm going to be a full-time stay at home mom moving forward and I'm going to stop doing fit chicks and I'm going to just start doing this. Like I know that I would live in regret every single day. I know that that's not for me. Well, completely. And it's like, you know, you know, no matter what other people are telling you, you know what works for you and what's good for you. And that's where like my big thing is even starting at the beginning of this podcast is that that's what I, at this age where we're kind of in this middle, you know, where a lot of women are just now stepping into their truth. And I see that, you know, even in Fitchix Academy, a lot of our students are like late thirties up until late forties. And this is their, this is the first time in their life they're pursuing their passion and what they want to do as opposed to, you know, being an accountant because that's what their parents told them to do. Or, you know, maybe they've been a stay at home mom all this time. And now it's like, you know, I have this passion that I want to do. And that's what it's, it's such a crazy, awesome time, but it's like, guys, you've got to start to listen to that voice. You've got to start to trust that, you know, what you want to do, you know, not your husband, your husband doesn't know that your kids don't know that your coworkers, your parents, no one knows that, but you. So people are trying to tell you what's good for you and it doesn't feel right. You get that twinge. Or if there's something that you read, like you're listening to this podcast and this pumps you up and you're like, this is what like fires me up is this kind of stuff. Yeah. You need to pursue it. hundred percent. Okay guys. So that is our podcast for today. Remember, you know, what's best trust that voice within you. Of course, if you want to get certified too, if your voice is telling you that, we have a ton of amazing programs that are coming up, fitchicksacademy.com. We have our holistic nutrition weight loss expert program that is starting on May 7th, where we talk a lot about mindset in that course too, because it is a key piece to health. Um, and then make sure that if you leave us a review on iTunes, email us at info at Let us know what you guys want us to be talking about. Because we have obviously lots of stuff to talk about, but we want to make sure that you guys are getting your questions answered, your voices heard, um, and we're talking about things that are going to really help you guys move forward in your lives. So with that, we will let you go until next week. Bye, Bye, Bye. Chip.
Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.